Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to the Tech Meme Ride Home for Monday, August 24th, 2020. I'm Brian McCullough. Today is Apple Evil Now. Another app store kerfluffle, this time involving WordPress, of all things. Also, more fallout from the Apple Epic Games Fortnite battle, lawsuits flying in the WeChat TikTok controversies, and let me introduce you to SPACs, otherwise known as blank check companies. Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. So this is a Monday where I have a ton of things to catch you up on from the weekend. Let's start with this, which was a whole story that went through an entire life cycle, a whole story arc before we even got the chance to talk about it. But it sort of boils down to, what the heck is with Apple lately? Late Friday, Matt Mullenweg posted that Apple had been stalling the official WordPress iOS app. Why? Apple was insisting, according to Mullenweg, that Automatic add Apple's in-app payment system to the official WordPress app. Even though the WordPress app is entirely free, this was Mullenweg's original tweet, quote, Heads up on why at WordPress iOS updates have been absent. We were locked by App Store. To be able to ship updates and bug fixes again, we had to commit to support in-app purchases for dot-com plans. I know why this is problematic. Open to suggestions. Allow others, IAP, new name, end quote quoting Sean Hollister in The Verge. Here's the thing. The WordPress app on iOS doesn't sell anything. I just checked, and so did Stratechery's Ben Thompson. The app simply lets you make a website for free. There isn't even an option to buy a unique .com or even a .blog domain name from the iPhone and iPad app. It simply assigns you a free WordPress domain name and 3 gigabytes of space. Apple admitted to The Verge that it's involved, reminding us that in-app purchases are required whenever apps, quote, allow users to access content, subscriptions, or features they have acquired in your app on other platforms or your website, end quote. But again, the WordPress app doesn't sell anything itself, and it sounds like you can't do anything special with anything you've purchased from WordPress.com beyond uploading additional files or selecting website themes from the app either. While Mullenweg says there technically was a roundabout way for an iOS user to find out that WordPress has paid tiers, they could find it buried in support pages or by navigating to WordPress's site from a preview of their own web page, he says that Apple rejected his offer to block iOS users from seeing the offending pages. Mullenweg tells The Verge he's not going to fight it anymore. He will add brand new in-app purchases for WordPress.com's paid tiers, which include domain names within 30 days. Apple has agreed to allow Automatic to update the app while it waits. The last update was issued yesterday. In other words, Apple won. The richest company in the world just successfully forced an app developer to monetize an app so it could make more money, end quote. Well, that was Friday night into Saturday, And then, over the weekend, Apple backed down, saying it wouldn't require in-app purchases in the WordPress app after all. Again, this is Sean Hollister in The Verge. Here's Apple's full statement. 
We believe the issue with the WordPress app has been resolved. Since the developer removed the display of their service payment options from the app, it is now a free standalone app and does not have to offer in-app purchases. We have informed the developer and apologize for any confusion we have caused, end quote. I'm quoting Hollister again here. You'll notice that Apple is positioning this as the developer, WordPress, having done the right thing and removed the, quote, display of their service payment options from the app. And to my knowledge, that is technically true. But as far as I'm aware, that didn't happen today. It happened weeks or months ago. While as of yesterday, the WordPress app didn't sell a single thing and didn't so much as mention a paid WordPress.com plan unless you followed an unlikely workaround, end quote. So maybe all's well that ends well except for the fact that this certainly reads as another ham-fisted move by Apple. In this case, Apple trying to force a free app to become a pay app because, I don't know, I guess Apple can't have a ton of freeloading apps as big as WordPress on the App Store if it doesn't earn Apple any sort of vig. They tried to make WordPress make money so Apple could make money. I don't see how else you can read this story. As Casey Newton tweeted, So now Apple would like a cut of revenue from every site hosted by WordPress on the open web. Just some more pro-competition, throwing the gates wide open behavior from a $2 trillion company, end quote. As Ben Thompson tweeted, WordPress and the App Store are GPL, and App Store Terms of Service and DRM violate GPL. Thus, only the copyright holder can submit an app for all of WordPress, both self-hosted and WordPress.com. Apple is thus holding millions of websites hostage for 30% of automatic domain sales. To be clear, the app doesn't sell anything, and why would it? It's an open-source project. Apple is requiring the addition of functionality that has no plausible reason to exist, end quote. However, I'll acknowledge there's a bit of nuance there because WordPress does have monthly plans. It's WordPress.org. That's the open-source project. WordPress.com is the business angle of automatic. Anyway, the question I have, since now this has happened enough times to be a solid trend, is are these App Store reviewers going rogue or being overly aggressive? Is there something in the water in Cupertino? It can't be at this point, right? Like, at this point, this has to be some sort of new top-down policy to force apps in the App Store that are not sufficiently remunerative to become so. If so... Why is Apple trying this policy now? It certainly seems like insanely bad timing, what with congressional hearings recently, what with the whole hay debacle, the ongoing Fortnite mess, more on that in a second. As Anil Dash tweeted, it's wild to see Apple screwing up so badly. They just keep ruining developer goodwill. The more devs find out about how they play favorites and shake down app creators, the more permanent damage they will do. This trend is far worse than AntennaGate or the butterfly keyboards, end quote. And as Brendan Irvine Broquet tweeted, quote, Forcing companies to jump through hoops takes time away from companies that could be used to improve their products for customers. To me, that falls under the consumer harm part of antitrust law, given that WordPress has no other recourse, end quote. I will point this out. It was a scant 18 months ago that we were on this podcast asking ourselves if Apple's vaunted pivot to ARR and subscription revenue would work out, if Wall Street would buy it and reward Apple with a multiple, maybe closer to what SaaS companies garner on the open markets. Well, guess what, y'all? A year ago, Apple's P.E. ratio was 18.84. 
Today, it stands at 37.72, the highest it's been since 2007. So, mission accomplished. Wall Street loves Apple's push to services and subscriptions. Wouldn't that be quite an incentive, maybe, for Apple to squeeze all the blood from the App Store stone that it can? Leave no app payment stone unturned, maybe? I mean, thinking about it from that lens, WordPress, with its millions of websites, might be the lowest hanging fruit available for Apple to pick. I know, we've littered this with a ton of mixed metaphors at this point. All I'm saying is this. There's a reason why, after hitting $1 trillion in market value for the first time, it took Apple less than two years to reach $2 trillion. And that reason is ARR and subscription revenue. Over to the other App Store kerfluffle. In a new filing, Epic Games says revocation of its developer tools by Apple will harm the developer ecosystem and adds a declaration of support from none other than Microsoft. Quoting The Verge, The legal motion filed by Epic centers on iOS support for the Unreal Engine, which Apple has threatened to revoke as part of Epic's broader loss of developer privileges. Epic has asked the court to restrain Apple from revoking that access while the case is ongoing. Apple responded to the request on Friday, emphasizing that it was enforcing previously stated policies, but not denying that iOS support was at risk. Epic says removing support would be unnecessarily punitive, affecting developers who have built on Epic's engine, but have no direct interest in the case. Quote, the breadth of Apple's retaliation is itself an unlawful effort to maintain its monopoly and chill any action by others who might dare oppose Apple, the motion reads. The filing came alongside a new declaration from Microsoft in support of Epic's motion, emphasizing how disastrous it would be to revoke Epic's access to Apple's developer tools. Any developer using the engine would be unable to patch security flaws or fix bugs once the access was revoked, effectively halting support for a wide range of games, including Microsoft's Forza. Quote, denying Epic access to Apple's SDK and other development tools will prevent Epic from supporting Unreal Engine on iOS and macOS, said Kevin Gemmell. Microsoft's general manager for third-party developers on the Xbox, quote, and will place Unreal Engine and those game creators that have built are building and may build games on it at a substantial disadvantage, end quote. So I do want to circle back and underline that, yes, Apple filed its own legal brief on Friday accusing Epic of anti-competitive behavior and producing three emails from Epic CEO Tim Sweeney to Apple that seemed to show that Epic was originally asking Apple for a special App Store deal for itself before this whole thing blew up, quoting CNBC. In its filing, Apple alleges that Epic Games asked for an individual arrangement with Apple, producing three emails from Epic CEO Tim Sweeney that bolster its claim. Quote, on June 30th, 2020, Epic CEO Tim Sweeney wrote my colleagues and me an email asking for a side letter from Apple that would create a special deal for only Epic that would fundamentally change the way in which Epic offers apps on Apple's iOS platform. Former Apple Senior Vice President Phil Schiller wrote in a declaration. Schiller, whose title is now Fellow, runs Apple's App Store. Apple said Sweeney was asking permission for Epic to bypass in-app purchases and allow Fortnite players to pay it directly, as well as permission to launch a third-party app store for iPhones. Schiller said that Sweeney emailed him the morning that Fortnite changed its payment mechanism, saying that it, quote, will no longer adhere to Apple's payments processing restrictions, end quote. 
Sweeney tweeted on Friday in response that Apple's characterization is misleading, saying that he wrote in the letter that he, quote, hopes that Apple will also make these options equally available to all iOS developers, end quote. I will point out that we now know Apple has made special deals like this available to others in the App Store in the past. For example, Amazon's now publicly known 15% App Store tax for certain items. Guys, we don't have to choose between hair growth and our health. Nutrafol's drug-free, whole-body approach promotes hair growth from within. No compromises, just better hair. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement brand with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. With Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online, no prescription or doctor's visits required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure you'll never miss a day. See results in three to six months. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 84% of men showed improvement in their hair after six months taking Nutrafol's men's hair growth supplements. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com men and enter the promo code RIDEHOME. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men, and enter promo code RIDEHOME. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Recently, the world learned the power of artificial intelligence, a technology cybersecurity leaders have been leveraging for years. Now, as AI expands and evolves, those same security leaders are left wondering where humans fit into the next generation of AI-empowered security tools and solutions. Arctic Wolf, the industry leader in managed security operations, seeks to answer this question in their newly published report, The Human-AI Partnership. Access the insights of over 800 cybersecurity decision makers in North America and the United Kingdom to better understand how organizations are weighing the benefits and risks of deploying AI tools. Uncover the biggest obstacles to turning AI and human engineers into a formidable team. Discover why the near-term benefits of large language models are being upended by a crucial flaw in the technology. And learn what the rise of AI tools mean for human practitioners moving forward. Get your copy today at arcticwolf.com slash techmeme. That's arcticwolf.com slash techmeme. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to Amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's Amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Meanwhile, in that other controversy, the WeChat and TikTok brouhaha's, a group seemingly unaffiliated with WeChat called the U.S. WeChat Users Alliance, a nonprofit, 
has filed a lawsuit in district court in San Francisco against President Trump's executive order banning transactions with WeChat and ByteDance. Meanwhile, just this morning, TikTok officially sued the Trump administration in federal court, arguing President Trump's executive order deprived TikTok of due process. Quote, we do not take suing the government lightly. However, we feel we have no choice but to take action to protect our rights and the rights of our community and employees, the company said in its suit. Our more than 1,500 employees across the U.S. pour their hearts into building this platform every day, the company said, noting that it planned to hire more than 10,000 more workers across eight states in the coming years. TikTok argued that the Trump administration, quote, failed to follow due process and act in good faith, neither providing evidence that TikTok was an actual threat nor justification for its punitive actions, the company said in a blog post explaining the grounds for its lawsuit. Further, the company claims that the purported national security threat identified by the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States were based on, quote, outdated news articles and did not address the documentation provided by TikTok demonstrating the security of user data, end quote. Zoom has been down for a lot of folks for most of the morning, so if you needed to have an important Zoom conference call or meeting today, you probably had to try a different method of connecting, which, who knows, maybe you're fine with that. Quoting The Verge. Down detector shows outages in North America and some parts of Europe, while Zoom's own status page reports problems with meetings and webinars. Chat, phone, and other auxiliary services are apparently working fine, but that doesn't mean much if you can't use the app for its prime function. It's never good for a major service like Zoom to go down, of course, but video conferencing software has become integral to life during the pandemic. A search for complaints on Twitter shows lots of people are annoyed that they're missing meetings and classes. It also shows lots of people are overjoyed that they're missing meetings and classes. It is a Monday after all, and sometimes a last-minute reprieve is all you're hoping for when you wake up, end quote. Yeah, I tend not to do outage stories on the podcast because by the time you listen to it, probably the outage has been rectified. But I did want to note that a lot of colleges and universities in the U.S. and U.K. were attempting to be fully back in session today, which for a lot of them means a lot of Zooms. So something to watch. Does Zoom have the capacity to handle remote education and business calls? Let's end today with an interesting going public announcement. Luminar is a LiDAR tech startup backed by Peter Thiel, Volvo, and GoPro's founder Nick Woodman. Luminar has filed plans to go public via a $3.4 billion merger with a SPAC, S-P-A-C, called Gore's Metropolis. SPAC stands for Special Purpose Acquisition Company, which are also sometimes known colloquially as blank check companies. I wanted to mention this both because Luminar is an interesting startup, but also because SPACs are becoming a new way for especially electric and autonomous vehicle startups to gain coveted stock listings. Quoting Bloomberg, Led by 25-year-old Chief Executive Officer Austin Russell, Luminar has emerged from a crowded startup field by bringing down the cost of LiDAR sensors, which bounce lasers off objects to guide vehicles. The cost of the sensors can run into the tens of thousands of dollars and has been a stumbling block for companies looking to compete in the self-driving car race. Luminar is aiming to first sell its sensors for advanced safety features in passenger cars and driverless trucks rather than fully autonomous fleets of robo-taxis, Russell said. In May, Volvo said it will use Luminar's technology to enable hands-free highway driving in cars starting in 2022. 
Luminar is the latest entity to merge with a special purpose acquisition company, or SPAC. The investment vehicles have gone mainstream this year, offering a faster route for startups seeking to go public without the scrutiny or risks of an initial public offering. Luminar and its existing investors will end up keeping about 80% of the company as part of the deal, and Gore's Metropolis will own about 11%, Russell said. Gore's Metropolis raised $400 million, including so-called green shoe shares, in an initial public offering in February 2019. Auto tech companies have benefited from the boom in blank check deals as investors who might have earlier favored traditional IPOs now seek businesses with higher growth, end quote. More info on SPACs from the New York Times, quote, These companies have long existed on the sidelines, providing smaller distressed companies with capital and the ability to list their shares on a stock exchange, things they might not have access to otherwise. Sometimes called blank check companies, SPACs raise money from investors without having a detailed business plan. Their sole purpose is to find another business to buy within two years. If that doesn't happen, the company folds and investors get their money back. In recent months, investors behind SPACs have become particularly enamored with electric vehicle businesses amid rising expectations that such cars and trucks will soon begin displacing vehicles powered by fossil fuels. Shares of Tesla, the world's leading electric car maker, have soared so much that its market capitalization is nearly twice as big as Toyota Motors. SPAC transactions with automotive businesses have so far totaled nearly $10 billion, a trend that Christy Marvin, a former investment banker who now runs the data site SPAC Insider, called the summer of deals with wheels, end quote. If you check your feed for this show, you'll notice that I dropped a surprise episode in there yesterday. It's actually a sample of three episodes of our newest podcast, The Kotki Ride Home. All details of the new podcast are in the intro that I recorded to that episode. TLDR, the coronavirus daily podcast that we started back in March, is now The Kotki Ride Home, going forward with a completely different remit. Please do give the Kotki Ride Home a try because I think it's a good compliment to this show in a very specific way. A lot of you have told us that you come to the Tech Meme Ride Home for a catch me up and explanation of all the biggest recent headlines, of course, but also because you learn about some things here first. Up and coming companies, new technologies, new trends in investing and startups. Sometimes you can learn about a new, new thing here months before it starts to make waves other places. I like that we're able to do that for our little space in tech. And so the Kotki Ride Home aims to do that for everything, for new ideas, for scientific breakthroughs, for cultural trends, for the newest memes bubbling to the surface. Think of the Kotki Ride Home as a link blog in podcast form, but for everything from architecture to education to design to science to the arts, the newest ideas as a service. Search and subscribe to the Kotki Ride Home and give it a try. Talk to you tomorrow.